Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Well, good morning, fellow semi-fascists. Welcome to the Terrace Show on 106.3 WORD, the Upstate's talk station. This is John Whitmer filling in for Tara this morning. For those of you who haven't had a chance to get to know me yet, I'm a recovering politician. I served for two terms in the Kansas House of Representatives representing West Wichita. I've been involved in, in Kansas politics for a couple decades working on multiple campaigns at the national and state level. I've been a delegate to the last couple of national conventions, and I'm fortunate enough to host the John Whitmer Show here on the uh, Odyssey affiliate here in Wichita, 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. If you'd like to join us this morning, you can reach out. You can text the Common Sense Retirement Planning text line at 71307 or call me on the GS Plumbing Talk line at 800-347-1063. And you can find me on Twitter at John R. Whitmer. I'm, I'm very active on social media. I would love to, to hear from you. Tim, I don't know if you're particularly, if you're a movie guy. My wife and I last night were talking about some of the movie I told you. In the last hour, I mentioned that I stayed up way, because I had to get up at three. So I stayed up way too late last night watching the Cowboys game so I could watch the Mandalorian preview. Mm-hmm. Um, but my wife and I were then talking about the movies that are coming out in 2023. I don't know if you're a movie guy at all. I wouldn't say I'm a movie guy, but I mean, I I, I will enjoy a movie from time to time. So there's... there's a. So there is a bunch of good movies coming out. And I thought I'd look Rotten Tomatoes has the 35 most anticipated movies of 2023. And there's some good ones. I mean, obviously, there's a bunch of Marvel. You got Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, which I, I mean, I think that'll be. Are you an MCU guy? Do you, do you watch the MCU stuff? Uh, yeah, I do watch it, but I'm, I'm not like particularly religious about it. But oh, I, no. I do watch it. I'm really other than the last Thor, which was terrible. It was so woke. It was, I, I mean, it was. I had to gag my way through that one. Mm-hmm. But Ant Man looks good. Uh, you've got Creed three, which is the last, the third and last installment of the Rocky spinoff series. I didn't see the last one, so I, I can't speak to that. Uh, Scream six. I can't believe that that franchise is still got can you believe they were made, they've made now five and now they're making six no. scream movies no that seems crazy to think about but yeah that, that's, that's yep. crazy they're making six. Uh, 
Shazam! Fury of the Gods. Uh, that's the DC franchise. Mm-hmm. I did uh, see the first one of that. so I, It was good. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was yeah. pretty good. I thought that one was good. Oh, okay. John Wick, Chapter 4. The John Wick movies are phenomenal. I do enjoy John Wick, yes. Love John Wick. Keanu Reeves, fantastic. Uh, Dungeons & Dragons, Honor Among Thieves, starring Chris Pine and Hugh Grant. That looks really good. Uh, my wife will actually probably want to go see that one. That one actually was. It looks looks pretty good. Uh, the Super Mario Brothers movie. I probably won't see that, but I bet my grandkids will. It's, it, well, that, that one I think is the one where is, is that the one where Chris Pratt's going to be the voice of Mario? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yep. I don't know how I feel about that. Honestly. And Seth Rogen. I, you know, I don't know. Uh, let's see. Evil Dead Rise. I could probably you know pass on that one, but. You know, I get it's a that one. Who knows? In May, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. That looks good. Another MCU. God, what they've done with the with the Marvel stuff is just amazing. Uh, Fast Ten. There's another franchise that has. I can't believe it has lasted as long as it has. Mm-hmm. They've really de- definitely drawn that one out as well. So you think? Yeah, just, <laughs> it m- might be the understatement of 2023. Yeah, but. thank you. Yes, um, again in May, The Little Mermaid, um, and this one uh, with uh, Halle Berry as I I don't know. Um, I'll just let the, it's it's the live action Little Mermaid. So we'll see. I don't know how well that one will go over. If I'm not mistaken, I think that one was supposed to be a little more woke. I think people it's very months. woke. Yeah. Yes, it's. it's I, I thought I heard woke. that about that. The casting is questionable. We'll just put it that way. Yeah. Um, let's see. We also have Transformers: Rise of the Beast. That one has gotten way off the rails. I mean, it's Transformers except now they're gorillas, and yeah. Okay, I don't, I don't know how they're going to do that. The Flash which I didn't know they were making a DC movie version of The Flash. Well, they have been doing a TV show that my, my brother's been telling me all about stuff. He's watched really? every, every season of it, yeah. Is it good? I, I haven't, I did not, so this is... He this, enjoyed it. But it's not the TV version, it's the movie version yeah, off I, of I, the Snyderverse, right? Yeah, I, I yeah, I assume so. I, do, I don't fully know, because I'm, I'm, I'm definitely more so MCU than I am DC. To me too, so. I'm the same way. Now, the one I'm looking forward to, I cannot wait for, is Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. I think that'll be fantastic. Harrison Ford, obviously, Antonio Banderas, Antonio Banderas. Um, I, that, I think, will be fantastic. I cannot wait to see that. I mean, who can't? I mean, who would not want to see that? Mission Impossible, Tom Cruise, that should be good. He's phenomenal. I loved that. That that comes out in July, so that should be good. Oppenheimer. Have you seen the trailers for Oppenheimer? That looks good. I have not. It it actually does look really good. The Marvels, you know, I I don't know about that one. That also strikes me as probably fairly woke. But we'll see. Uh, here's one you're gonna love. I think you will love this movie. I really think this is this is Rotten Tomatoes says it's gonna be good. I think you're gonna love it. It's Barbie, starring Margot Robbie. Um, you're laughing at that. What? Yeah, I, I totally can't wait to watch Barbie. You know. I figured. I figured you would love Barbie the movie. Um, I hear Lee is gonna really be into Barbie the movie. So that's I got the memo that said that he was it already requested the day off so he could see Barbie the movie. All right, the, the the reports of that are totally erroneous. <laughs> sorry, just going to have to check in here and say not a chance. John Wick, yes. The Barbie movie, no, no. The Barbie movie, no. Dune Part 2. Oh, yeah, I'll be there for that. I would be there for that, too. 
then in October, the Hunger Games, the ballad of the songbirds and snakes. That looks good. I like the Hunger Games series. So that looks good. I didn't realize there was another movie to be made about Hunger Games, to be honest. I did not either. Uh, my wife read all those books. So um, this, is, this is coming out again in October, uh, and I guess they're doing a whole new spinoff. So I, I, and I like the Hunger Games. So. And then in December, they're doing a new Wonka. So it's a young Willy Wonka and his origin story, which I, I did not know. They when were he was a mere cocoa bean. Oh my! And then in December, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. So you got some great movies. Well, I think if I'm mistaken, I hope Amber Heard's nowhere near that one. I'm just, I'm, uh, I'm hoping. Yes, she is. Nope, oh, Jason gosh. Momoa and Amber Heard. Good Are you doing? Come on, you don't like Amber? Uh, no. <laughs> Not You're just upset because I outed you as. A Barbie movie fan. That's you know. Yeah, I'm I, really hurt. You know, I, I, that that was something I was really keeping a secret. You know. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, you know, what can I say? The truth is out. The truth was, and you know, I now I'm sorry. It, it's you know, what can I do? Let's just well, be clear. I want to make sure. Obviously, I I am not a Barbie fan whatsoever. I, just, uh-huh, I, I, sure. I want to make sure that that is uh-huh. very clear. Uh huh. You're you're very clear, and and nobody believes you. Now, we'll take a quick break. <laughs> Now, a Margot Robbie fan, you know, that's a little different. Well, that is very different. I'm a Margot Robbie fan, too. We'll take a quick break. Like, like for example, anything she did in the DC Universe, I'm all in. So, yeah, she was awesome. You're listening to The Terror Show. We'll move on from pop culture. <laughs> on 106.3 WORD, the Upstate's talk station. We'll be back right after this. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Welcome back to the Terra Show on 106.3 WORD, the Upstate's talk station. This is John Whitmer filling in for Terra this morning. If you'd like to reach out, you can text the Common Sense Retirement Planning text line at 71307, or you can call me on the GS Plumbing talk line at 800-347-1063. And you can find me on Twitter at John R. Whitmer. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, we're going to talk with conservative author David Horowitz. You may be familiar with him. He's one of the uh, leading conservative thinkers in the country. He's a former 60s radical. Now he's literally one of uh, one of America's greatest conservative authors and thinkers. We're going to talk with him as we uh, kick off the bottom of the uh, bottom of the hour. You know, one of the things it's interesting. He, he's from California originally, and, and I, I found this story. <laughs> 
the things that make you go, huh? San Francisco Reparations Committee mulls paying five million dollars to each black resident and granting total debt forgiveness. I, they've taken this to a whole nother level. I, I, I know the originally they were talking about paying reparations, and it was a couple hundred thousand. But now they're going to a whole new level. And keep in mind, California was never a slave state. But the San Francisco Reparations Committee is now proposing to, pl- to pay each longtime black resident $5 million and grant them total debt forgiveness for suffering decades of, quote, systemic repression. So let's keep in mind here, and this is this is coming to us uh, from Gateway Pundit. This is a story from Gateway Pundit off of their website dated yesterday. So you've got the Reparations Committee that is proposing to pay $5 million and grant total debt forgiveness to African-American residents of San Francisco who were never slaves, paid for by people who never owned slaves. Quote, while neither San Francisco nor California formally adopted the institution of slavery, oh, excuse me, chattel slavery, the tenets of segregation, white supremacy, and systemic repression and exclusion of black people were codified through legal and extra-legal actions, social codes, and judicial enforcement, the proposed draft says. A lump sum payment would compensate the affected population for decades of harms that they have experienced. Now, again, none of the people who would be getting this money actually were slaves. And will redress the economic and opportunity losses that black San Franciscans have endured collectively as a result of both intentional decisions and unintentional harms perpetuated by city policy, the draft says. The committee is also proposing the debt forgiveness plan because, quote, black households are more likely to hold costlier, riskier debt and are more likely to have outstanding student loan debt. But wait, there's more. Like, there could be more, because $5 million apparently isn't enough. The Reparations Committee is also planning to supplement lower-income blacks so they can afford housing, because apparently $5 million isn't enough. $5 million and no debt. You still have to supplement their housing costs. Quote, racial disparity. Disparities across all metrics have led to significant racial wealth gap in the city of San Francisco. Well, there won't be a racial wealth gap after you give them $5 million. Trust me. Well, there will be, but it'll be the other way around. By elevating income to match, black people can better afford housing and achieve a better quality of life. I, I mean, this is one of those stories that is just, it's hard to believe. San Francisco's Reparations Committee has proposed paying each black longtime resident $5 million and granting total debt forgiveness due to the decades of systemic raci- raci- repression faced by the black community. I, I mean, this is, 
Where do they come up with this stuff? California Governor Gavin Newsom also has a reparations committee recommending a huge transfer of wealth to its blacks in the state. Governor Newsom's reparations committee will recommend $223,000 per person to our descendants of slaves. There are approximately 2.5 million blacks in California. The total cost of this massive transfer of wealth to people who were never slaves from a group of people who've never owned slaves is $559 billion, with a B. The Reparations Committee is focusing on so-called housing discrimination that impacted blacks between 1933 and 1977. I, I, this is why I said yesterday that California just needs a quake. <laughs> Literally, we just need the quake. Take care of California, crack them off, let them float away, and they can be their own country. They must also prove, so to be eligible for the program, an applicant must be 18 years old and have identified as black or African-American on public documents for at least 10 years. So you don't have to be black, you just have to have identified as black or African-American on public documents for at least 10 years. Wow, that's, well, I, if, if I were you, if you live in California, you better start identifying. They must also prove at least two, eight, two of eight additional criteria chosen from the list that includes born in San Francisco between 1940 and 1996 and has proof of resident in San Francisco for at least 13 years. Well, that's pretty, so if you live there and you identify, you get $5 million. That's a heck of a deal, folks. That's one heck of a deal. That'll take care of the wealth gap. It'll go the other way for sure. <laughs> wow. Amazing. We'll take a break, but stick around because after conservative author David Horowitz will tell us why he says, if you think you already know everything, Biden, Hakeem Jeffries, Chuck Schumer, and their vile cronies have done to drive a stake into the heart of America, you don't know the half of it. And you trust me, you don't. You're listening to The Tara Show on 106.3 WORD, the Upstate's talk station. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back to the Terra Show on 106.3 WORD, the Upstate's talk station. This is John Whitmer filling in for Terra this morning. If you'd like to reach out, you can text the Common Sense Retirement Planning text line at 71307 or call me on the GS Plumbing talk line at 800-347-1063. And you can find me on Twitter at John R. Whitmer. Reach out. I'd love to hear from you. Well, folks, if you already know, think you know, rather, everything Biden, Hakeem Jeffries, Schumer, and their vile cronies have done to drive a stake into the heart of America, you don't know the half of it. In his new book, Final Battle, The New Election Could Be the Last, one of America's most famous authors and conservative thought leaders, David Horowitz, 
warns we haven't seen anything yet. Joining us now to explain why he is so worried about America's future is David Horowitz. He is one of America's most famous conservative authors. He is founder and president of the David Horowitz Freedom Center and founded the organization Students for Academic Freedom. David, thank you for joining us. It's a, it's a pleasure to have you on the show, my friend. Thanks for inviting me, John. So, um, well, the first thing, you know, we're in a kind of surreal atmosphere uh, outside of talk shows like yours, where the Democratic administration is it's treated as normal. What's happening to the country is right. you know, maybe a little bit exaggerated here. Uh, but it's 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 normal. It isn't normal at all. The Democrat Party is a criminal party, and I mean that literally. Uh, the, probably the greatest crime ever committed against our country has been committed by Joe Biden in destroying our borders. Uh, not only are we letting in millions of people who we don't know who they are, but by studies that the General Accounting Office has done of past uh, they, they could call these invaders, migrants, shows is that we're letting in millions of violent criminals. Right. Between 2011 and 2016, um, the GAO did a study of illegal invaders in jail. There were 730,000 of them. And the, the rate of influx of people who we don't know who they are, who just come across our border and are processed into the country where they disappear often on government planes provided by the Biden administration. Um, 730,000 of them were in jail between 2011 and 2016. And the crimes they committed, well, they committed, they committed seven and a half million crimes. Oh. Um, to give you the, the idea of the scale, there are 10 times as many people coming in a month now as when this study was done. Oh, geez. There were a million drug crimes, 500,000 assaults, 134,000 sexual assaults. 51,000 kidnappings, uh, 1,500 terrorist acts. Uh, that, that, that was then when, when it was like the influx was about one-tenth of the size. So this is the greatest crime ever committed against this country. And people talk about it as though it's all normal. Right, right. Uh, it's not, not normal at all. You uh, uh, you say I, that there's a an existential threat to American democracy and that this is greater than any our nation has ever faced. Is this in part what you're referring to? Yeah, this, these people you know, they're criminals. They don't they they, they don't believe in, in the country. They don't believe in our laws. They don't believe in our constitution. Biden violated the. It's obvious. Biden is the chief executive. He is only his only authority is to enforce the law, not break it, not remake it, 
which is what he did to the immigration laws. Uh, Congress gets to make laws. So he, he's an arch criminal. It's not, not, not small stuff. As you probably know, I spent my misspent youth was spent as a radical. And what I learned from being a radical is that to be a radical, you have to be a criminal. Because if you, if you believe in the laws of the country, you, you're not a radical. You're a reformer. Right. They don't believe in the laws. They think the Constitution is a white supremacist document. It doesn't use the word. The words white, black, male, female don't even appear in the Constitution. The attack on the Constitution is a white supremacist doctrine, which is the key doctrine of uh, critical race theory, is to say that the that the Constitution has no authority and should not be respected. That's their mentality, and that's why they're breaking the law all the time. And they obviously hate America. You have to ask yourself, how can they hate America if you look at all the countries in the world? This is, you know, our problem is we have so many people who want to get, become Americans. Uh, the, the attitude that our laws are racist, sexist, oppressive, and and can't be respected is a very dangerous attitude. Yeah. These are not, these are not innocent people. These are, these are, they, they, they may give the appearance of being normal, but when they have to act, when they have to support criminality, you know, it's like Republicans are, are such, Softies. They say the Democrats are soft on crime. No, they're pro-crime. They think crime is a redistribution of wealth in the name of social justice. And and you know, like New York is these Democrat states. They 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 not only created a crime epidemic, but now they have a fentanyl-like epidemic. Naturally. Yes. Criminals are looking for ways to make money. They poison people to get be bothered with that. You're absolutely right. I mean, and it does seem like like that is the way they're looking at it is as a way to – uh, to redistribute the wealth. We're, we're talking to David Horowitz, author of the new book, Final yeah, Battle. Why, why would you have no cash bail? Okay, yeah, so there yeah. are some rich people who get off. How many rich people do you know that push people <laughs> at random off train platforms? Yes, yes. Uh, you know, and how difficult is it to structure the law to, to make the bail reflect the violence of the crimes they've committed? I mean, you know, I, I don't understand why Republicans are so tongue-tied when it comes to this. No, you're These right. People, it's... You know, there actually was a book written by a communist historian who was celebrated in all our universities, Eric Hobsbawm. It was called Primitive Rebels, and it was about the Sicilian mafia of the 19th century, and, and basically said that they were revolutionaries before the letter, that is, they, didn't, they weren't Marxists, but they behaved like revolutionaries. Hmm. That's the civilized attitude on the left. So it's a, just a criminal operation. You look at January 6th. Trump proposed to Pelosi, who's the head of the Capitol Police, 
He proposed, he said, I'll, I'll supply 10,000 National Guards to guard the event, the protest. And the reason is that everybody knows on both sides there are fringe elements uh, that just can't wait to commit violence. Pelosi rejected that. There's videos that you can watch on, on channels like Newsmax of Capitol Police inviting demonstrators into the Capitol. The first thing the Democrats said about the January 6th protest, which was milder than three quarters or 90 percent of the left wing insurrections in our cities where they burn police stations, federal buildings, the Church of the Presidents, uh, the, a, a White House guard gate. Right. Um, they called it an armed insurrection. But there were no arms. Right. Which was revealed shortly. That not one arm was confiscated. So they just dropped the arms and just called it insurrection without explaining how you can have an insurrection without arms. You obviously can't. It just, it's not an insurrection if it isn't armed. No. Uh, you know, David, one of the things I wanted to ask you about in the book, you you warn that America's next presidential election could be her last. And, and I do think that's funny. And by the way, the book, for folks who are interested, is called Final Battle. The next election could be the last. And I think it's interesting that you you title it that way, especially in the context of the fact that so many Democrats— uh, you know, they act like challenging a vote is treason, despite the fact that so many Democrats, including their own new House minority leader, Hakeem Jeffries, famously challenged the legitimacy of the 2016 election. So they can question no, elections. We can't. They know? have challenged every every presidential, every Republican. They have challenged right. the election of every Republican for president. Since 1980. But we can't. We can't even question it. Well, they're liars. If if folks are up or interested, they can get a copy of the book. It's called Final Battle. The next election could be the last. It's available on Amazon. They can also find information on you at uh, HorowitzFreedomCenter.org. They can find you on Twitter at Horowitz39, correct? Correct. And this book is in Costco, it's in Sam's Club, it's in Amazon, it's in Barnes & Noble, it's everywhere, except small little bookstores that the left wins. <laughs> David, I appreciate you. Thank you again for, for joining us, and uh, carry on the fight, my friend. We appreciate you. All right. Thank you for having me. The left has to hate it when uh, conservatives or when 60s radicals becomes conservatives. You know, we'll take a quick break. Want to hear from you. Studio lines are open. You're listening to The Terror Show on 106.3 WORD, the Upstate's talk station. We'll be back right after this.
Welcome back to the Terra Show on 106.3 WORD, the Upstate's talk station. Vaughn in Greenville, thanks for sticking around through the break. You're on the Terra Show. Hey, good morning. How are you? Fine, thanks. Yourself? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I just wanted to make a comment and uh, maybe try to educate you a little bit on the subject that you were discussing about the reparations in San Francisco. Sure, yeah. So my first question to you is, have you ever read a book called The Color of Law by Richard Rothstein? No, I have not. Okay, so I I have a copy, and I will gladly uh, mail it to you. I will meet you somewhere. I will drop it off to you. It it will be my gift to you. Um, It's something that you should – it's a tool that you could use so you can have a little bit of the backstory before you start going off the deep end, like speaking about something that you don't know too much about. And what topic? I mean, reparations in general, or this commit, or the committee recommendations in San Francisco? It's. It, it, I don't want to say reparations in general because I haven't. I, I, it would be crazy for me to say that because I've I've never heard you speak about that. So I want to just say specifically about the topic that you were discussing this morning in San Francisco. Well, and the the topic in we, reparations in general is a different topic than the one in San Francisco. This committee recommendation, five million dollars, is I, gonna, an I'm outrageous gonna, figure. Right, and and let's be clear now. I, I'm a history buff. I I know history, American history, world history. I've never studied to say that five million dollars is a I, it, it it's a lot of money. So I'm not saying that that's the number. The only thing I'm saying is, if let's just say I'm somebody that has never um, read anything or, or or is not too educated or doesn't know anything about the reparation situation, and then I turn on your news station this morning and then hear your your side of it, and it's going to make me pick a side. You, you know what I'm saying? Because most people sure. they just believe what they hear and what they see. So the only thing I, I that's the only uh, point I wanted to make is we have to be careful. It's 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 cool. It's the American way for us to um, be able to agree to disagree, right? There's nothing wrong with that. And I think that is, and and unfortunately we're up on our top part of the hour break, but uh, you know, agreeing, at least agreeing to disagree without being disagreeable is, uh, you know, I I would say five million for someone who's never been enslaved by someone who was never a slave owner is awfully sour pill to swallow. You're listening to the Tara Show. We'll be back right after this. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. 